I'm Shannon. No? I'm Emma. <laughs> Clearly. I need to do it again. Like, <laughs> you know when you're on stage? I was going to do, you're doing an audition right you're now. You're scene, yeah. and then you just don't know what the words are. <laughs> That's what just happened. Let's try that again. Hi. Hi. I'm Shannon. I'm Emma. And welcome to This Podcast Doesn't Exist. (laughs) Shannon was bracing herself against the wall in order to get through the opening because she forgot her own lines. I done goofed. No, in my defense, I just jumped your line. That's true. You did. You said your lines all together all at once. Like when you memorize them without using a partner. And then you get and you're like, I know my lines. I don't know my cue lines. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Help. (laughs) Good times. Anyway, this is not a, a show about theater in most cases. In occasional cases, it is about the theater. Yeah. Uh, but it's about us. We're two best friends. <laughs> and we love spoofs and goofs and the unexplainable. And we come here and we talk to each other about it. We tell you about it. And we hope you like it. Yeah. And if you don't. Write in. You're lame. But yeah, write in. Let us know. You can find everything at thispodcastdoesnexist.com. Dot com. That includes our bingo card. That includes our transcripts, that includes our episodes, that includes our socials. So go ahead, find us there. It's Everything is there. Stop, shop. And I worked hard on it, you guys. Yeah, it's like super cute. I, I didn't, I showed up. But you, you, you're <laughs> contributing in other ways. This is true, like my vibrant personality. Yeah, there you go. And I mean. <laughs> Put it on my resume. Yeah, exactly. It's great. But now I have a really important subject to bring up to you, Emma. Oh, it's my birthday, bitch. At least when you listen to this, it was my birthday a couple days ago. But yeah. If you listen to it the day it comes out, I'm celebrating my birthday tomorrow. Yes, yes, yes she is. Very she has a, a super secret party happening that she knows nothing about. I mean, I know that it's happening. Well, but yes. But I don't know, we know nothing about it. About it except yeah. I gave her the guest list. So it's yes, not she did. a total secret. Yep. And those who are coming are probably also listening. So, hey. shh. Shut your pie holes. Everyone has been very good at I know. not spelling they're all very. They're all very You're good. You're just paranoid because the last time we did this. Yeah, I am. Did. Someone slipped up and, and it I ruined it. I spoken to them. <laughs> Which included that, but was also for other reasons. Sure. <laughs> anyway, Don't happy birthday. Don't spoil the surprise I set up for myself. Truly. Happy birthday, Shannon. Thank you. Everyone wish Shannon a happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you so just, much. Just a quick little, hey, you cute. Happy birthday yeah. is a great way to share some love. Thank you. 29, baby. 29? Let the existential crisis continue. Honestly, it's already started, but let it continue. 29? 29? Um, and happy Aries season to everybody, <laughs> but especially to the Aries in my life, Erica. Allie from TikTok, Marissa I'm, from work. It's it's my moon, so happy moon season to you. It's a new moon in Aries. Ooh, the day of my birthday. I, I think. don't know what that means. It means we're manifesting new beginnings. Hmm. Essentially, it's a lot of new energy. It starts, it's beginnings, it's it's setting things up, and full moons are all about like culminating, okay, achieving, wrapping up loose ends because it's a cycle. The moon. I like that. As okay, so many well, things in life. 
Great. I'm I'm into it. Better start Great. better start figuring out what I'm gonna manifest, I guess. Great. Uh, I mean, yes. I was like, you can find some prompts on TikTok. You're not on TikTok this nope, month. I'm not. But you could Google. Just like That's a true. little journal entry. Yeah, um, a little something something. Anyway, so I don't believe I'm traveling for my birthday unless it's a very, very secret surprise. No, um, you are not. <laughs> That's what I That would figured. be a huge overhaul. I mean, it would be great if you pulled it off. I'd be shooketh. I mean, so would I. <laughs> and gagged as the... The queens say. But I figured we could travel in our minds. I'm into today, that. As I can we do so that. often do. I'm into um, it. You know, there's a lot more leg room in our minds. Oh, yes, there is. Not that either of us need a ton of leg room. Well, but, but Alistair does. He does. He has. He got those long he's legs. He's got those long legs. Big thighs, save lives. Truly. So if only for him, we need to make sure yes. we've got some leg room on yeah. this trip. We have other tall friends. Oh, yeah. Other Greg. Tall, pod fiends although i have a feeling greg could curl up pretty easily inside of a uh airplane seat if he really wanted to inside a carry-on bag what what Uh, is this no what what is going on anyway we're traveling in our minds yes and um i'm just gonna if you're playing along on the bingo card i'm just gonna put out an accent warning alert yay (laughs) there's probably gonna be some wonky stuff this episode but today hmm this topic is yeah. been a long time coming. Okay. Like a long time, like a long neck, like the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Evie, do you hear that? It's your fave. Dee, 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 dee. Hopefully Dang. I do it justice. There's a lot, um, way more than I anticipated. You were thinking it was just going to be a quick Look, little creature feature? Behind the scenes, uh factoid when i am really pressed for time i tend to reach for a cryptid because there tends to not be a ton about them it's like ooh, it might be a this. couple people might have seen it but we don't know that's the totally end. fair we have 40 hour a week jobs yeah so this was not the case um big shout out to the mother source wikipedia uh for giving me the skeleton yes for this but there's some other really excellent sources in the show notes, some very funny sources as well. Uh, so check it out either while you listen or at the end. Or right now. I don't, I can't tell, tell you what to do. That's true. She can't. Uh, but I can try. She tries all Jenna, the time. drink water. <laughs> it's now a thing. It's a bit. Holland, drink water. Holland. We love. So we're yeah. going to start with some background. Of course. As we so often do. Of course. So... I say so a lot. It's okay. So, Uh, I need a poly thread. I almost almost said so a deer. (laughs) So a deer (laughs) outside my window. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Also known as Nessie. Nessie! This mysterious creature was first allegedly spotted in 1933. It is often described as large, long-necked, and with one or more humps protruding from the water. This body shape gives big dino vibes (laughs) and also makes for a fabulous and adorable soup ladle. Oh, yeah. You know the one I'm talking about. If you've been on Pinterest since 2011. She's so cute. (laughs) In August 1933, The Courier published the account of George Spicer's alleged sighting. Spicy. 
Public interest skyrocketed, with countless letters being sent in detailing different sightings describing a monster fish, sea serpent, or dragon. Dragon! With the final name ultimately settling on Loch Ness Monster. Since the 1940s, the creature has affectionately been known as Nessie. Nessie! And now... We're going to get into our sightings, of which there were way more than I anticipated. (laughs) Though Nessie got her official title in 1933, the earliest possible report of her comes to us from the 6th century AD in a work titled The Life of St. Columba by Adamnan, an abbot of Iona Abbey. Okay. So St. Columba... Was a, you know, a Catholic missionary, Christian missionary. And according to Adamnan's account, uh, Irish monk St. Columba was staying in the land of the Picts. Picts? Picked. Um, there's an S. Pictus. Yeah. Pictus. Anyway, they're a regional group that are known for their carved stones. Um, he's staying with them. And his companions when he encountered local residents burying a man by the river Ness. Uh Uh-oh. They explained that the man was swimming in the river when he was attacked by a water beast that mauled him and dragged him underwater despite their attempts to rescue him by boat. Columba sent a follower to swim across the river, which I was like, wow, okay, that's nice of you. (laughs) Yeah, really? After watching... (laughs) I mean, this guy just died. Do you mind going to check it out? Just wait to see if it's real. Yeah, can you just go be bait for a second? Thanks. Um, The beast approached him, but St. Columba made the sign of the cross and said, Go no further. Do not touch the man. Go back at once. (laughs) Okay. And that totally worked. Great, Um, I'm glad. The creature stopped as if it had been, quote, pulled back with ropes and fled. And Columbus' men and the Picts gave thanks for what they perceived as a miracle. I mean, yay. I'm glad that the bait didn't die. Love that for him. That's hilarious. Um, (laughs) Go be bait. I promise I'll save you. Imagine how awkward dinner would be that day. Either way, whether he survived or not. I mean, the fact that he did survive, it was probably like, oh, thank God I survived. Oh, thank God I'm not to how this I know, but if he like, hadn't... the rest of the guys in the group are like... Okay, so... Jeez. Okay. Jeez. Us. <laughs> hey! Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's important to note that this account was written about a century after the fact. Oh, as I usually are. Yeah, so some question its legitimacy. That feels like a legend. Here's my argument, though. Oh? What does this abbot have to gain from making something up? It's not like he's cashing in on the clout from 1930s because, you know, it's it's not that. he's It's not 1930 yet. So oh, so it's, the, it's like the 7th century that it got written. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe he was more like, I've heard this, you know, tossed around at lunch when we're all supposed to be quiet. Um, I better write it down. I don't know. Cool. I will point out that there are some notable stone carvings Ooh. from the Picts. Two. Pictish Pict. stones, if you would, that depict a mysterious... <laughs> depict. <laughs> a mysterious beast with flippers. Ooh. And all the other animals that they carve, you can, like, you like, can kind of recognize. Like, oh, that's a cow. That's a horse. 
But and not a other thing. long, slithery snack of little lippers. I'm a snack. That's <laughs> what Nessie says to herself we as she goes underneath the ground. Millennials. Okay. I'm a snack. In. This is the longest title of a book ever. Oh. In Monsters of Film, Fiction, and Fable, The Cultural Links Between the Human and Inhuman, Christopher Carney. That's an entire... The, the, there's no, there's nothing on that book except for that title. And then his name is really small. It's itty-bitty. Just CC. Christopher Carney separates Adamnan's story for, about St. Columba from the modern myth of the Loch Ness Monster. Like, okay. He does research. He figures out like those two are not really related. In doing so, he discovers an earlier and culturally significant usage of the term water beast within Celtic folklore, thereby separating our old friends, the Kelpies, <gasps> from the myth of Nessie. Ooh, so, lovely. Tied two... together. No, they're, they're separate. No, I know, but we've tied together two episodes. We're okay. done. Yes, but the research said they yes. are not. They are not. They are not yeah. the same. They are distinct beings. Yes. Got it. Or at least distinct legends. Correct. Because we, you know, that's we don't the whole know. thing. We don't know. We don't know. Uh, okay. But you don't know. For any Kelpies listening. For any Kelpies listening, drink water. Is that, is that an insult? That, yeah, I was like, is that offensive? I don't know. They probably don't need to drink water if they, like, hydrate through their Oh, yeah, through their skin. skin. I don't know. I don't like, know. Now I'm, I'm like, do like a frog need to drink water or other? Don't they have, do they have, no, they don't have gills. Se- seals are mammals. Yeah, so but I, that's why I was like, they don't, they, so then there's not ingesting it in that way, but I don't I know. know. But like, they're, do they? We just got to look it up. Anyway, no, we don't do that here. Not while we record. We do 14 pages of research about a one specific topic and we do not look up anything else. If you have answers about seals, I bet you Alistair in. is going the minute he comes back up from listening to this. He's gonna be in the group chat. Yeah, he's gonna be like, so um turns out seals uh have gills. <laughs> I will be shocked if that's the case. <laughs> I'm like I know we're uninformed, but we're not that uninformed. <laughs> Put that on the merch. <laughs> we're uninformed, but not that, that uninformed. uninformed. In October 1871, or 1872, uh, <laughs> D. Mackenzie of Balnin wow. reportedly saw an object resembling a log or an upturned boat, quote, wriggling and churning up the water. Water. Moving slowly at first before disappearing at a faster speed. Ew. The account was not published until 1934 when Mackenzie sent his story in a letter to Rupert Gould shortly after popular interest in the monster increased. In 1888, what a good number. That is a good number. So many eights. A mason. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, like lowercase m. Like oh. not a Freemason. Dang it. Like it's just. You, just you built it up, his man. Job. Um, Alexander MacDonald <laughs> of <laughs> Abriac. <laughs> These Scottish correct. names are great. Um, um, hold on. Uh, Abriacan. <laughs> There we go. That sounds about closer. Maybe. Cited, quote, a large, stubby-legged animal. Ooh. It was me. Oh. <laughs> Surfacing from the lock. 
and propelling itself within 50 yards of the shore where he stood. MacDonald reported his sighting to Loch Ness water bailiff Alex Campbell and described the creature as looking like a salamander. <laughs> I mean, that it sounds about right. Short stubby legs. Yeah. Long body. It's a salamander. But a large one. That's creepy. Like a like kimono a dragon. Like, like a kimono slime. dragon, but like slimy. He didn't say slimy. I'm imagining slimy. If salamanders are slimy, I okay, fine. That's fair. <laughs> so the next reported sighting appeared in the Inverness Courier and was written by Alex Campbell, the okay. same water bailiff. Um, he's also a part time journalist. We love it. Great. Everybody had so many jobs back in the day. I mean, why not? I mean, yeah. Did they have it because they wanted to? Like, was he a part-time journalist because, like, his heart? Or was it just hustle culture? We can't ask him, man. I wish we could. (laughs) Tragic. Tragic. (laughs) Influencers. Um, (laughs) Campbell's article discussed a sighting by Aldi McKay. Saw an enormous creature with the body of a whale rolling in the water in the loch while she and her husband, John, were driving on the A82 on April 15th. 1933. Like a whale. Like a whale. Rolling like a whale. In 2017, the newspaper republished a portion of the original article, Mm. which I will read you now. Thank you. The creature disported itself, rolling and plunging for fully a minute, its body resembling that of a whale, and the water cascading and churning like a simmering cauldron. Ooh. Soon, however, it disappeared in a boiling mass of foam. Both onlookers confessed that there was something uncanny about the whole thing, for they realized that here was no ordinary denizen of the depths, because apart from its enormous size, the beast, in taking its final plunge, sent out waves that were big enough to have been caused by a passing steamer. The Campbell article also stated that, quote, Loch Ness has for generations been credited with being the home of a fearsome-looking monster. <gasps> I know. (laughs) The house was shocked. (laughs) This brings us to the 1933 Courier article that gave this creature her name, relaying the tale of George Spicer. Spicy. On July 22nd, 1933, Spicer and his wife saw, quote, a most extraordinary form of animal cross the road in front of their car. Ooh. They described the creature as having a large body, about four feet, 1.2 meters high. And 25 feet, or 8 meters long. Oh! And a long, wavy, narrow neck. Slightly thicker than an elephant's trunk, and as long as the 10 to 12 foot, the 3 to 4 meters width of the road. <laughs> I was making a really interesting face. Ew! Um, they also saw no limbs on the creature. Ew! I hate it! <laughs> yes, you get back in the water! It lurched across the road toward the lock. That's worse than crawling. 20 yards away, leaving a trail of broken undergrowth in its wake. But, like, reading their description, I was, like, in front of the road. Like, it went in front of the car. And then reading further, it was, like, it didn't have any limbs. So I'm just picturing, like, a giant worm worm (laughs) with a long neck just flopping across the road. Um, Imagine being in that car. Body shaming Nessie. I'm so sorry, Nessie. I, I it, it just elicits thoughts of things crawling towards me, 
and I I don't like it. I really don't like it. I don't like I it. I don't like it. Spicer described it as, quote, the nearest approach to a dragon or prehistoric animal that I've ever seen in my life. I agree. And is having a long neck which moved up and down in the manner of a scenic railway. What? I really, I don't know. <laughs> like. What? Like the road goes with the land like over the hills oh maybe, maybe. rather <laughs> than through like, a tunnel i don't know that feels like an older phrase that yeah. we don't really know the meaning of down to the matter of a scenic railway <laughs> i don't know i don't know it had an animal in its mouth and had <gasps> a body that was fairly big with a high back but if there were any feet, they must have been of the web kind. And as for a tail, I cannot say, as it moved so rapidly. And when we got to the spot, it had probably disappeared into the loft. It quickly lurched, you guys. It quickly <laughs> lurched. It was really fast. So fast you didn't see the end of it. Had your kids, had your wife. Had your, apparently your dogs. Like, what was it holding? Well, we don't know. Ew. Sorry, Nessie. Ew. <laughs> On November 12th of the same year, Hugh Gray captured the first alleged photograph of <gasps> the creature. I know this photograph. It was slightly blurred, and mm -hmm. it has been noted that if one looks closely, the head of a dog can be seen. You're not wrong. Gray had taken his Labrador for a walk that day, and it is suspected that the photograph depicts his dog fetching a stick from the lock. Others have suggested that the photograph depicts an otter. Or a swan. The original negative was lost. Of course. However, in 1963, Maurice Burton came into, quote, possession of two lantern slides, contact positives from the original negative, unquote, and when projected onto a screen, they revealed, quote, an otter rolling at the surface in characteristic fashion. Oh, I am the characteristic otter. Hello. It is I, the characteristic otter <laughs> of the Loch Ness. Yes, it is me. I am the monster. <laughs> Bow before me. I feel like that's a cousin of Jeff's. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not wrong. The otter of Loch Ness. <sighs> that and sounds, I think like, sounds the, like a play. The photo that you're thinking of is not that photo. We'll talk about it. It's like the, the close-up of the photo is what I'm probably thinking of. Still a different... Okay, well, we'll, we'll talk about... It. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> Our next sighting occurred on a moonlit night. Ooh, always a great setting. On January 5th, 1934, at around 1 a.m. According to motorcyclist Arthur Grant, he almost hit a creature with a small head attached to a long neck. Grant described it as a cross between a seal and a plesiosaur. Oh, so he knows his stuff. I mean, he's a vet. Oh, I missed that part. I just oh, heard we're not motorcyclist. There yet. I'm telling you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> duh. Uh, just read my mind. Jeez, read my the, mind. The creature looked at him and then crossed the road back toward the lock. As a curious veterinary student, okay. Grant followed its path down to the bank of the lock, but only saw ripples. Okay, so in the water. Grant produced a sketch of the creature that was examined by zoologist Maurice Burton, who stated it was consistent with the appearance and behavior of an otter. <gasps> wow, he really has a thing for otters. But he described the creature as much larger than an otter. So a giant otter? 
Uh, now people just think it's because it was nighttime and oh, that's fair. Tired and like, the light yeah. was weird, so he thought it was bigger. That's fair. And you know, if something's coming towards you or like past you, and you're like kind of freaked out, like it's you, going to you're you, like, oh my god, it's enormous. Yeah, get it away. You're like, oh yeah, the spider was only very small. Fair. The next sighting resulted in perhaps the most famous. And most disputed photograph okay. of the Loch Ness so Monster. So this is the one I'm thinking of. I believe so. You'll have to look at the Instagram. I mean, fair enough. And let us know. It was supposedly taken by Robert Kenneth Wilson, a London doctor, and published in the Daily Mail on April 21st, 1934. Wilson did not wish to be identified by name in the publication, so the image became known as the surgeon's photograph. Yes, this is the one I know. According to Wilson, he was looking at the lock when he saw the monster, grabbed his camera, and snapped four photos. That was great, theater. Thank you. Only two exposures came out clearly. The first reportedly shows a small head and back, and the second shows a similar head in a diving position. The first photo became well-known, and the second attracted little publicity because of its blurriness. For 60 years, the photo was considered evidence of the monster's existence, although skeptics dismissed it as driftwood, an elephant, an otter, or a bird. An elephant? We'll get to it. The scale (laughs) of the photo is often disputed, as it's frequently shown in a cropped aspect. Yeah. Which makes the creature appear large and the ripples appear like waves. Yes. When you look at the full... It's very small looking. The uncropped shot shows the other end of the lock and the monster in its center. Yeah. So it's not as... Enormous. Ah! Yeah. Yeah. In 1993... (gasps) The year of me! Kylie was born. Yay! But something else happened too. Yeah. An analysis of the full photograph indicated that the object was small, about 60 to 90 centimeters or two to three feet long. Okay. So. Not... Not that big. Yeah, not enormous. A 1975 Sunday Telegraph piece revealed the photograph to be a total hoax, (gasps) though not one that the photographer appeared aware of. Oh. And then I'm going to read you a chunk, a chunk from the mother source. Okay. The creature was reportedly... A toy submarine built by Christian Sperling, the son-in-law of the greatest name you're ever going to hear, Marmaduke Wetherill. Wow. Wetherill had been publicly ridiculed by his employer, the Daily Mail, after he found supposed Nessie footprints that turned out to be a hoax. Which I'm like, first of all, the Daily Mail, where do you get off? Talking about things being a hoax. Maybe like, maybe during that time it wasn't necessarily... But they were, they like, were publishing things about the, the... I don't know. Nessie. But correct. Anyway, to get revenge on the mail, Wetherill perpetuated his hoax with co-conspirator Sperling, a sculptural specialist, Ian Wetherill, his son, who bought the material for the fake, and Maurice Chambers, an insurance agent. Oh, jeez. The toy submarine was bought from F.W. Woolworths, and its head and neck of the, you know, the monster uh, were made from wood body. After testing it in a local pond, the group went to Loch Ness, where Ian Wetherill took the photos 
near the Alts, near a tea house that I can't pronounce, which is where I get confused because I'm like, but the photo, what, Wilson took the photo, but that would say that they took the photo. Hmm. It's confusing to me. Okay. Uh, when they heard a water bailiff approaching, Duke, he's a Duke now? Oh, Marmaduke. Excuse me. Oh, he went yes. by Duke. I well, was like, I went was, too. I'm like, he went he was he was a, a peer of the realm. <laughs> Marmaduke, Duke of Up Duke Scotland. of Marm. Duke of Marm. Duke of, of Marmite. Um uh, when they heard a, a water bailiff approaching, Duke Wetherill sank the model with his foot, and it is, quote, presumably still somewhere in Loch Ness, unquote. Chambers gave the photographic pl- aha. Chambers gave the photographic plates to Wilson. A friend of his who enjoyed, quote, a good practical joke. Oh. Wilson brought the plates to Ogstons, an Inverness chemist's, and gave them to George Morrison for development. He sold the first photo to the Daily Mail, who then announced that the monster had been photographed. So he was in on it. Ooh. I got lost in the sauce. You really did. But no, that's, wow. Yeah. So, a lot. I'm so sorry. The photo that you know is... I mean, I knew, but, you know, still disappointing to have it reiterated. Yeah. A few years ahead, on May 29th, 1938, South African tourist G.E. Taylor filmed something in the lock (laughs) for three minutes on 16 millimeter color film. That's a long time. The film was attained by popular science writer Maurice Barton. We've heard from him oh, many yeah. times so far. He loves otters. He really does. Um, who did not show it to other researchers. Dude. A single frame was published in his 1961 book, The Elusive Monster. The Elusive Otter. <laughs> his analysis concluded it was a floating object, not an animal. It wasn't an otter. Not even an otter this time. No. <laughs> Tis I. <laughs> No. Floating object. <laughs> uh, on August 15th, 1938, William Fraser, chief constable of Inverness Shire, wrote a letter that the monster existed beyond doubt and expressed concern about a hunting party that had arrived with a custom-made harpoon gun determined to catch the monster dead or alive. Yeah, save Nessie. He believed his powers to protect the monsters from the monster from the hunters was, quote, very doubtful. No. The letter was released by the National Archives of Scotland in April 2010. That's so sweet. Poor yeah. buddy. Yeah. Jumping ahead over a decade, we get some real scientific evidence of the creature. Okay. In December of 1954, sonar readings were taken by the fishing boat Rival 3. Okay. Its crew noted a large object keeping pace with the vessel at a depth of 146 meters, also known as 479 feet. Thank you. So that's pretty deep. Yeah. In the lock. Yeah. It was detected for 800 meters or 2,600 feet. Thank you. Before contact was lost and regained. So, science. Okay. Large object moving fast underwater deep. Okay. <laughs> the end. Scary, <laughs> but okay. Right? Like, uh, I'm like, you're on a boat. You can't escape. Yeah. Just... There's very little that you can do once you figure that out. 
yeah, right? Like, what do you... Y'all You're like, well, I did it. Yeah. I guess we found Nessie. You're um, like, I'm not getting a lifeboat, like, in a smaller boat. Nope. I'm, I'm just gonna... We're just gonna pretend like this didn't happen. <laughs> in July of 1955, Peter McNabb nabbed a photo (laughs) he captured a photo that appeared to show two long black humps rising out of the water but the photo was later questioned due to inconsistencies between the photo and the original negative Ooh, so it was doctored things doctored so yeah moving right along aeronautical engineer tim dinsdale hi tim which I could, all I could think of was, um... Tim's Dale the Dome. The Dome Dome. He filmed a hump <laughs> that left a wake crossing Loch Ness in 1960. <laughs> this episode brought to you by My Humps by the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> Featured at the Tim's Dale Dome. <laughs> Some were skeptical, saying that the hump couldn't be ruled out as being a boat. And when the contrast is increased on the... Uh, on the photograph. Yeah, oh, it's film. On the film, on sorry. The film, a man in a boat can be seen. However, in 1993, the year of Emma Kyle's birth, <laughs> Discovery Communications produced a documentary called Loch Ness Discovered and used a digital enhancement of the Dinsdale film. A person who enhanced the film, we don't know their name, apparently, noticed a shadow in the negative that was not obvious in the developed film. Okay, so it's not a film film, it's photos. Okay. By enhancing and overlaying frames, he found what appeared to be the rear body of a creature underwater. Quote, before I saw the film, I thought the Loch Ness Monster was a load of rubbish. Having done the enhancement, I'm not so sure. (gasps) On a side note, yeah, my humps should definitely be the song that you include for this episode. <laughs> On the playlist? Yeah. Did you know we have playlists, plural? Yeah, we do. We have one that is just the songs that are associated with every single one of our episodes. Shannon, Shannon keeps it updated. Well, I when yeah, I she, remember to. <laughs> she, she will keep it updated yeah. eventually. Um, and then the other is uh, intercut with the actual episode, so you can, you know, prep You're yourself. Going on the longest road trip of your life. Yeah, if and you, you are, only want us for company with music in between. I mean, at least you get a commercial break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So those are linked in our bio on Instagram, yes, or they you are. can you can search on Spotify. Yes, go yeah. hang out. Good times. Mm-hmm. Boop boop boop. In May of 1977, magician and psychic Anthony Doc, he went by Doc, Shields, claimed to summon the creature to the shore and photograph it. Downey! The photos, however, were so comically false that the depicted hoax was dubbed the Loch Ness Muppet. It's me. It's you. Hi. I'm the Muppet. It's me. (laughs) Emma is a Muppet. I'm a Muppet. The best one out there. Which Muppet are you? Write in and tell us. This podcast doesn't exist at gmail.com. I'm Elmo. Is he a Muppet, though? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because they're part of the Jim Henson company. Yeah, but I view them as a different universe. (sighs) 
I mean... You know, there's like the Sesame Gang. That's fair. And then the Muppets. Okay, well then I'm Gonzo. I don't know which Muppet I am. I didn't consume much Muppet content when I was a child. I still have never seen a Muppet Christmas Carol. <gasps> Alistair would be so upset. I know. Oh. Because we always watch the Magoos. That's true. When I'm with your family for, we do. for the holidays. Alistair's family is a Muppet Christmas Carol family. My family is a Magoo Christmas Carol a family. A Magoo and a Scrooge. And a Scrooge. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's how we consume our Christmas Carol. Yeah. Based on just your affectation and your, you know, consuming of tea, you're Kermit. Oh. As she sips her tea. <laughs> but that's none of my business. <laughs> I do use that gif a lot at work that, on Slack. <laughs> that, in, that in the gif of, or not the gif, the meme of Kermit talking to dark Kermit. That's you every time trying to get out of bed. <laughs> but we have things to do today. But we don't. Dark Kermit wins every time. Or like, you have food in the pantry. Or you could order Uber Eats. <laughs> so yeah, Loch Ness Muppet. Muppet. Classic 70s. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, I'm Animal. Yeah, you are. That was my nickname in, in uh, volleyball. volleyball. I had the t-shirt and everything. I love that for you. Thanks. Photos, videos, sonar readings, and even an Apple Maps image have all been captured throughout the 2000s. Um, I didn't want to pinpoint too much because they were all like two sentences long that's fair but none of them have borne much fruit so to speak explanations for these readings include otters water birds boat wakes seals wind gusts or even blooms of algae ew algae (laughs) i don't know how to do a scottish accent you guys um what it became was a uh, dock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last sighting of note. Oh. Comes to us from George Edwards. Edwards claims to have searched for the monster for 26 years. That's a long time, buddy. And reportedly spent 60 hours per week on the lock. That's more than a first than a full-time job. Aboard his boat, Nessie Hunter 4. I'm like, Four. what happened what to happened the first to <laughs> They're sunk, and now people are seeing his boat and thinking it's nasty. That's exactly what's happening. It's called a business model. Yeah. um, Because he takes tourists out for rides. Oh, I way. see. Okay. He's making his research and his money at the same time. Smart man. That's his 60-hour Okay, great. Job. That makes sense as to why he can spend 60 hours yeah. a week. I'm assuming he's charging the tourists. I would hope that he's charging like, the tourists. He's like, I'd pay him. He's like, please bring some sandwiches. That's yeah, I'll, I'd pay him. I'm very hungry out here. Um, Edwards said, quote, in my opinion, it probably looks kind of like a manatee, but not a mammal. When people see three humps, they're probably just seeing three separate monsters, unquote. <laughs> Oh. And I'm like, guys, why are we... She's never attacked anybody. She's not a monster. monster? Unless you're going off of what the abbot said, but then we figured out that that was a Kelpie. Well, we don't know that for sure. But it might... It most likely was, because water beast Kelpie. maybe. But, like, yeah, she hasn't hurt anybody. Like, why, why don't we just call her a creature? Yeah. Or just, you know, her name. Yeah. Researcher Dick Rayner has questioned Edward's claim of discovering a deeper bottom 
of Loch Ness, which Rainer calls Edward's Deep. I'm so sorry. His name is Dick. Rainer found inconsistencies between Edward's claim for the location and conditions of the 2011 photograph George Edwards took and the actual location and weather conditions on that day. According to Rainer, Edwards told him he had faked a photograph in 1986 <gasps> that he claimed was genuine during a Nat Geo documentary. <gasps> Although Edwards admitted in October 2013 that his 2011 photograph was a hoax, he insisted that the 1986 photograph was genuine. All right, buddy. How are <laughs> you like, feeling? Really? You okay? I'm like, really? Did someone just want a little attention? <laughs> so those are our sightings. And then we have some expeditions <gasps> or like searches. Expeditions. To, you know, my fave. Expeditions. Ahem. Ahem. Oh, it's been so long. I know. <laughs> Hi, buddy. Hello. After reading Rupert Gould's The Loch Ness Monster and Others, Edward Mountain, what a name. Yeah. Ahem. Financed a search for the beast during the beginning of her popularity. Twenty men with binoculars and cameras positioned themselves around the loch from 9 a.m. To 6 p.m. Wow. For five weeks. Wow. Beginning on July 13th, 1934. And I understand, like, it's 1934, so it, once it got dark, they couldn't see anything. But I just think it's funny that they were like, 9 to 6, yes, and we'll break for lunch in the middle. <laughs> we'll have a nice little kip, too, if you need it. <laughs> like, although 21 photos were taken, none were considered conclusive. Supervisor James Fraser Remained by the lock filming on September 15th, 1934. That film is now lost. Zoologists and professors of natural history concluded that the film showed a seal. Possibly a gray seal. A seal. I just loved the specificity of possibly a gray, a gray seal. Possibly. Could you not see the color? I guess if it's far enough away. Well, and if it's black and white. Yeah. Photography. Yeah. I, I don't guess. know enough about photography to know when color became I a don't thing. know. Sorry, Mom. So our next... Our next expedition. Our next expedition. I like that. I do too. Copyright. A TM, 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 TM. I really think you're going to like this one. Oh? The Loch Ness... Phenomena Investigation Bureau. Love it. Was a UK based society formed in 1962 by Norman Collins, R.S.R. Fitter, politician David James, Peter Scott, and Constance White, quote, to study Loch Ness to identify the creature known as the Loch Ness Monster or determine the causes of reports of it, unquote. In 1967, it received a grant of $20,000 from World Book Encyclopedia to fund a two-year program of daylight watches from May to October. The principal equipment was 35mm movie cameras on mobile units with 20-inch lenses and one with a 36-inch lens. At Achnahanet. There you go. <laughs> near the midpoint of the you. lock. Thanks. With the mobile units in Labies, I don't know what that means. It's probably some part of a lake. 
about 80% of the lock surface was covered. The society's name was later shortened to the Loch Ness Investigation Bureau. Uh, I, I That feels fair. That was a, quite a mouthful. The LNIB. Okay. And, uh, it, but it disbanded in 1972. Oh. The, N- uh, the LNIB had an annual subscription charge, which covered administration. Okay, that's fair. Its main activity was encouraging groups of self-funded volunteers to watch the lock from vantage points with film cameras with telescopic lenses. So, like, bird watching. <laughs> I know, I love it. Boring. <laughs> but more boring. More boring. Sorry if that's your thing, but no I can't imagine standing there just looking through I, binoculars I forever. I have with a very specific bird watcher. Ruth will remember who it is and why. We don't like him. Okay. It was one of our professors. Oh, I see. Okay. Got it. And, it, oh, God. Good to know. According to the Bureau's 1969 annual report, it had 1,030 members, of whom 588 were from the UK. Okay, that makes sense. Yes. So that was that. Good. That was a decade-long situation. I mean, I can imagine that there were definitely some people who just did it because they needed something to do. (laughs) Just a bunch of retired people. Yeah. Big cameras. Yeah. D. Gordon Tucker, chair of the Department of Electronic and Electrical Engineering, because apparently electronic and electrical and electrical engineering are two different things, um, at the University of Birmingham, volunteered his services as a sonar developer and expert at Loch Ness in 1968. Okay. Tucker had chosen Loch Ness as the test site for a prototype sonar transducer with a maximum range of 800 meters, also known as 2,600 feet. Okay. The device was fixed underwater at Temple Pier in Urquhart (laughs) Bay. Uh, Yeah, you're getting one take. Um, And directed at the opposite shore, drawing an acoustic net across the lock through which no moving object could pass undetected. That's really cool. Science. Science. Also, I think you're right. It's Urquhart. During the two-week trial in August, multiple targets were identified. One was probably a shoal of fish. Okay. But others moved in a way that was not typical of shoals at speeds of up to 10 knots. I'm assuming that's fast. And fast fish. Fast fish. Fast fish. Fast fish. That's all I got on that one. A fast fish. Fast fish. <laughs> Uh, can you tell our sleep schedules are, are wonky? Wonky. All right. I think. Nope. I was gonna, I was gonna say that's, this is the last one. That's a lie. American Robert H. Rines has led multiple expeditions to search for the Loch Ness Monster. Great. He's a man. With a plan? With several plans. Oh, The first, in 1972, used sonar to detect a moving target, or targets, uh, estimated by echo strength at 6 to 9 meters, 20 to 30 feet in length. The accompanying underwater photographs appear to depict a rhomboid flipper. Rhomboid? What a good word. It's a a shape. I know, I know. Casey forgot from... (laughs) From geometry. geometry. 
Um, although skeptics have dismissed the images as depicting the bottom of the loch, air bubbles, a rock, or a fish fin. Okay. So the way that they were, like, operating things was essentially if they pinged something large on the sonar, they would, like, set off the underwater cameras. Okay. So it wasn't, like, a Titanic thing where the camera was, like, no. going the whole time. Okay. But I get that. It was just that. like, something's there. Take a picture. And then they were like, it's a flipper. And then people were like, that's a rock. <laughs> that's, that's not a this, thing. That's a rock. The apparent flipper was photographed in different positions, which indicates movement. A rock doesn't go from flip, here flip. to here. It doesn't go flip, flip. Not that quickly. It's not a flip, flip. A second search was conducted by Rhines in 1975. Some of the photographs, despite their obviously murky quality and lack of concurrent sonar readings, did indeed seem to show unknown animals in various positions. Okay. One photograph appeared to show the head, neck, and upper torso of a plesiosaur-like animal. <gasps> but skeptics argue... Oh, no. I just love all these senses. Skeptics argue that the object is a log. Due to a lump on its chest area and the massive sediment in the full fo- in the full photo, and the object's log-like skin texture. Wow! Which just makes me think that um, of the time one of my exes definitely called Campus Safety because they were reporting an alligator in the lake at Sweetbriar. It made the news. It was a log. It made the news, <laughs> you, you guys. You. It made the actual <laughs> news. And then was retracted not, like, what, four hours later? Yeah, it, it was a log. It was great. You ding-dong. It was great. Um, look, I wasn't dating them for their DBA. An, an alligator that. in Virginia. Look, weirder things have happened. It's fair. I mean, someone could have set one loose, I guess. Somebody had a pet. Yeah. Oh, gosh. In 2001, Rhine's Academy of Applied Science videotaped a V-shaped wake traversing still water. On a calm day. Hmm. The Academy also videotaped an object on the floor of the lock resembling a carcass and found marine clamshells and a fungus-like organism not normally found in freshwater locks. Ooh, that's cool. A suggestion that connection to the sea and mm-hmm. a possible entry point <gasps> exist. Love it. In 2008, the last or at least the most recent of his expeditions... Rhines theorized that the creature may have become extinct, <gasps> citing the lack of significant sonar readings and a decline in eyewitness accounts. He undertook this final expedition using sonar and an underwater camera in an attempt to find a carcass. Oh. Rhines believed that the animals may have failed to adapt to temperature changes resulting from global warming. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. I was going to yell at people, and I was like... We can't do much. It's all... The the, the consumers are responsible for, like, 2% of all yeah, stuff. Yeah, So, like, we recycle can't do much. and try and be good, but, like, you know, write to your Congress people. This brings us to 1987. Ooh. Operation Deep Scan. Love it. 24 boats equipped with echo-sounding equipment were deployed across the width of the lock. Simultaneously sending out acoustic waves. Shannon's doing a dance move to uh, illustrate her point. Thank you. According to BBC News, the scientists made sonar contact with an an unified and unidentified object of unusual size and strength. 
Analysis of the echo sounder images seemed to indicate debris at the bottom of the lock, although there was motion in three of the photos. Mm-hmm. Adrian Shine speculated, based on size, that they might be seals that had entered the lock. Bippies. After examining a sonar return indicating a large moving object at a depth of 180 meters, 590 feet, okay. near Urquhart Bay, sonar expert Daryl Lawrence. Sonar expert. <laughs> Daryl said, quote, there's something here that we don't understand. And there's something here that's bigger than a fish. Maybe some species that hasn't been detected before. I don't know. Oh, well, thank you for being honest. <laughs> He's like, man, could be that. Could be that. Yeah. I, <laughs> I do love that about science. Like, you can be like, look, I just had to make a hypothesis. And yeah. then I had to f- figure out I, if so it works. So that one is wrong. I don't know what the rest of them. Something has to be right eventually. <laughs> I mean, the whole point of science is failing as many times as possible until you can get the right answer. Yeah, come on, Thomas Edison. Yeah. Except, wasn't he? He was, he was awful. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, moving In on. In 2003, the BBC sponsored a search of the lock using 600 sonar beams and satellite tracking. No animal of substantial size was found, and despite their reported hopes, the scientists involved admitted that this proved the Loch Ness Monster was a myth. Oh. I disagree, but okay. Yeah. Guys. St- you don't stop believing you in Nessie. You received proof that it Believe is in her. <laughs> you know. It's like, what's that thing? Like, gravity is technically a theory. Yeah. Because we can't, like. You can't prove it. Prove it. But it, you know, it's a, anyway. Welcome to Shannon vaguely remembers seventh grade science class. <laughs> uh, in 2018. A team of international researchers conducted a DNA survey of Loch Ness, seeking evidence of any new or unusual species. Okay. The results were published in 2019. No DNA of large fish, such as sharks, sturgeons, or catfish, could be found. Hmm. No otter or seal DNA was obtained either. Was not me. It was not I. I was not the monster. Though there was a lot of eel DNA. Ew. <laughs> the leader of the study, Professor Neil Gemmel of the Neil. University. <laughs> Are you done? I'm done. I'm He's sorry. He's never heard that one before. I'm sure. Neil Gemmel of the University of Otago said he could not rule out the possibility of eels of extreme size. The eels of unusual size? Though none were found, nor were any ever caught. Eels of unusual size? Yeah. But then I love this next sentence. The other possibility is that the large amount of eel DNA simply comes from many small eels. That's also possible. <laughs> I can understand that. Just like, well, well, uh, there could be fine. just a million of them. Yeah. Uh, no evidence of any reptilian DNA sequences were found. He added, quote, so I think we can be fairly sure that there is probably not a giant scaly reptile swimming around in Loch Ness, unquote. So those are all of our expeditions. We'll get into our theories. Some of which are really entertaining, you guys. I'm very excited. So one of the things people 
have kind of brought up. They were like, well, sightings of the monster increased after a road was built along the lock in okay. early 1933. Yeah, fair. Which was like bringing workers and tourists to this formerly isolated area. However, Ronald Bins, a former member of the Loch Ness Phenomena Investigation Bureau. Great. Thank you very much. Um, has described this as, quote, the myth of the lonely lock. As it was far from isolated before then, due to the construction of the Caledonian Canal. In the 1930s, the existing road by the side of the lock got an upgrade. So sure, maybe there were more people, but it's mm-hmm. not like all of a sudden there were people seeing the, the lake and Nessie. So we talked about it. Our good boy, Professor Neil. Talking about eels. Um, Many scientists now believe oversized or large eels to be the source of most, if not all, of the documented Nessie sightings. Tim Dinsdale. Of the Dinsdale Dome. However, doesn't agree with this analysis, as eels are known to undulate in a side-to-side motion that does not match what he claimed to see or what he captured in his 1960 film. Okay, yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Great. It could, it could be eels. There's yeah. DNA. I mean, I, I. it doesn't feel out of the ordinary to have Just another sea yeah, Like the shrieking animal. eels. That's what I was going with, the eels of unusual size, like the rodents of no, unusual size. I got si- that okay. part. I just the screeching eels. That was freaky as a kid. It was very freaky, um, especially since they, like, cut off in the middle to, yeah. like, shift back to... Grandpa. I love that movie. It's so good. Uh, all right. So our next theory. Mm. I promise we come back to it. It's okay. You didn't see this one coming, but elephants. Yeah. I. That was weird. <laughs> In a 1979 article, California biologist Dennis Power and geographer Donald Johnson claimed that the surgeon's photograph was the top of the head, extended trunk, and flared nostrils of a swimming elephant Photographed elsewhere, and then the photo they claimed to be in Loch Ness. Okay, so it, it, that's a little more plausible than an elephant just sitting in Loch Ness. Well, in 2006, paleontologist and artist Neil Clark suggested that traveling circuses might have allowed elephants to bathe in the loch. The trunk could be perceived as the head and the neck of the Nessie with the head and the back perceived humps okay um i i just feel like there would be if there was more than one elephant you would see those elephants and that would be more alarming to see on the side of the maybe of the rock just one elephant maybe i'm not i'm not and counting that out i guess okay i as <laughs> i was not there yeah as i was not there i cannot refute the possibility <laughs> what a good scientist you are thank you however i disagree wholeheartedly that it's an elephant <laughs> <laughs> i don't know when you look at it i'm like it's an elephant, that could be an elephant. <laughs> uh so our next theory sharks <gasps> Ooh. Zoologist, angler, and host of River Monsters, Jeremy Wade. I love this guy. (laughs) Investigated Nessie in 2013 and concluded that it is a Greenland shark. The Greenland shark, which can reach up to 20 feet in length. Ew. Horrifying. Inhabits the North Atlantic Ocean around Canada, Greenland, Iceland, Norway, and possibly Scotland. It is dark in color, 
with a small dorsal fin. According to biologist Bruce Wright, the Greenland shark could survive in fresh water, possibly using rivers and lakes to find food. And Loch Ness has an abundance of salmon and other fish on which it could feed. Okay. So. Possibilities. But they did not find any shark DNA. Mm, yeah. The survey. It's a good point. So. Um, I that is also a show that's on the Travel Channel. Should you want to watch something that is not ghosts? Yo, Travel Channel. Can we get a can we get some promo up in here? For I love the Travel Channel. <laughs> I guys, I really want Discovery Plus, but because the only thing that I would ostensibly watch would be uh, Expedition Unknown and Ghost Adventures, it's probably not worth my money. <laughs> oh, besties, just wait till you get back on TikTok. Yeah, because there's been drama in the Ghost Adventures. <gasps> Wait, no, tell me. I don't know all the drama. Oh, it's my been, gosh. Like, people saying stuff. Like, people have... It's been this ongoing saga. Hopefully, by the time you're back on TikTok, there will be, like, a whole explainer I did see video. Zach Bagan's face on, like, a quick, like, run-up of news when I was down in Florida. Mm. When we were, like, sitting in a, in a shop. And it was just wow. passing through on the wow. TV. So, like, I was like, oh, I wonder what's going on. Maybe it's that. Maybe there's drama. Mm, I want to know. Any hoozles. Um, so our next theory, common objects and animals. Okay. Loch Ness, despite its wacky fame, is, in fact, a lake. Yeah. It makes sense for deer, otters, and other native animals to be seen swimming and be misinterpreted. Tis I, Except, the otter. Well, there wasn't any otter DNA or seal DNA. I was there, but I was not. <laughs> I'm just that good. I'm just that good. <laughs> uh, boat wakes, tree debris, and other inanimate objects can also be expected in such a setting and perhaps could be misinterpreted by eager eyes that are looking for something. Confirmation bias, etc. That's fair. Next up. Mm-hmm. Dinosaurs. <gasps> Yay! Dinos. Dinos. In 1933, it was suggested that the creature, quote, bears a striking resemblance to the supposedly extinct plesiosaur, unquote, a long-necked aquatic reptile that became extinct during the Cretaceous Paleogene extinction event. Great. Okay. So the asteroid. Yeah. Great. Although fun, this is very unlikely. Oh. For one, the plesiosaur would need to surface multiple times a day to breathe, which would oh. make, make sightings a lot more probable. Okay. Unless it, like, only came out at night. It's like, oh, it's 6, 6.03. They're done watching me. <gasps> <laughs> like that one episode of Friends where Monica's in the bathtub. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. No, never mind. I don't think we got that far probably in your not. watching of Friends. Shelby probably knows what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, Shelby, let me know. Okay, and then the lock is only 10,000 years old, dating to the end of the last Ice Age. Before then, it was frozen for about 20,000 years. So it's unlikely geographically that they would be there. In response to these criticisms, Tim Dinsdale. Of the Dimsdale Dimdome. Peter Scott and Roy Mackle argue that a trapped marine creature evolved from a plesiosaur directly or by convergent evolution. Okay. So, like... Again, right, a plausible however thing. However, it ended up in the lake. It couldn't leave. So, so. they had to adapt. Okay. The, so they say. All right. 
Robert Rines explains that the horns in some of the sightings function as breathing tubes or nostrils, allowing it to breathe without breaking the surface. Hmm. So just like... Like little straws above the water. (laughs) Like snorkeling. Oh, oh, now I want a picture of Nessie with a snorkel on. (laughs) Just like... Do-do-do-do. Under the water, and it's just a little snorkel that looks like her, but smaller. (laughs) Amazing. I love it. Um, I want it. (laughs) And then our last theory is that it's simply a hoax. Yeah, which is so sad. You know, just to... I don't know, keep kids away from the water to drum up some tourist activity in a quiet area. I don't really know what the objective would be. I really loved this quote. (laughs) So I'm going to share it with you. It's from the Smithsonian. Oh. The Museum of Natural History frequently receives requests for information concerning the Loch Ness Monster. The Smithsonian has no scientist on staff directly involved in the efforts to find the Loch Ness Monster and has no pamphlet or brochure available for general distribution on this subject, unquote. I love that an American institution is like, we don't know anything about this Scottish cryptid. They're like, we don't know. Well, I guess because, like, there are dinosaurs. That's fair. I'm sure that there's some kid that's like, is this a Loch Ness Monster? (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, No. No. Please don't. Please and stop they, asking. They list a bunch of other like books and resources. That's nice. Like, Please don't ask us. <laughs> That's nice though that they're like, hey, we're not going to tell you to not believe in it, but we're also not going to. We don't have any info for you, I so just, go somewhere else. I just love that the page is so short and like very plain, like no photos, no fancy text. Clearly, somebody got fed up about answering an email one too many times. It was like, you know what? We're going to get SEO on this because I'm sick of it. <laughs> Truly relatable. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of interest, so I don't really think Nessie's going anywhere. In fact, there is a series of webcams on Loch Ness that you can look at at any point. They are that sounds relaxing, actually. They are linked in the show notes. Um, And there were supposedly ten sightings of Nessie (gasps) in 2021. Oh wow! Supposedly, I love it. According to some, Nessie is not alone. (gasps) The so-called Lake Monster Belt stretches across the globe Mm -hmm. and features many long and narrow lakes that seem to have the ideal conditions for such a creature. Road trip! Road trip. Let's go see Champ. Champ. Despite the lack of conclusive evidence, the Loch Ness Monster remains popular and profitable. Mm. In the early 21st century, it was thought that the Loch Ness Monster contributed nearly $80 million annually to Scotland's economy. <laughs> what? <laughs> the local government is in on the joke. Posting, so much. Posting references to the BC in various places, including this little blurb about swimming in the lake. Oh. Apart from the small matter of Nessie lurking deep beneath the surface, the water is bitterly cold all year round. In these low temperatures, you will quickly get hypothermia, unquote. Oh, I mean, that's a fair thing to be like, hey, don't be dumb. So no swimming in the lock for you, Elas. <laughs> Please. <laughs> you don't like swimming anyway. I hate being wet. <laughs> Visit Scotland has a whole page dedicated yep, to Nessie on their website, and you can find that in our show notes. What are your thoughts? So I would love to believe that Nessie is real. Uh-huh. However, the 
idea that she hasn't been cited in a very long time brings up my sister-in-law's theory about Nessie, mm-hmm. which is that those potential links to the ocean far, far underwater. Mm-hmm. Um, after all of this buzz and hubbub and people watching her during the day weirdly for like five months without <laughs> ceasing made her leave. That she simply was like, you know what, I'm done. Do you believe it's the same Nessie? I think that there's more than one. Or, okay. As in, like, there's, like, a colony of them. And oh, that they're, they can exist within the sub-zero temperatures of the bottom of the lake. Mm-hmm. And only surface if they want to or need to. So are there just, like... A colony of Nessies down by the Titanic, like in the middle of the I ocean. I would love that. <laughs> Somebody draw it for us. I love that. I'm into that. I mean, the bottom of the ocean, you guys, they keep finding things. There's so many things. So many I, things. So stop. I would not be, I would not be, you're, you're right. We should we stop should trying stop. to find things. But I would not be surprised if like 10 years from now we find out, oh, so we know what the Kraken and Nessie are. And they've just been living because they're enormous this far down because they can. Right. Right. I would not be surprised. And then I'd be like, great. So we've been right all along. Put the thing back. So help me. So help me. <laughs> Put the thing back where it came from. Uh, I mean, yeah. Fabulous. I'm into it. I mean, again, she has not, except for that one time, allegedly, which probably wasn't even her. Yeah. She hasn't heard anybody. No, so like, she's just hanging out. Leave her leave alone. Leave Nessie alone. Free Nessie. <laughs> T-shirts. Let's go, baby. Hashtag free Nessie. Free Nessie. Love I it. hope she hides. Because I feel like if she's real, she'll end up in like a tank in some like billionaires. Like yeah, in Jeff or like, Bezos's or like, spaceship house. Like that uh, constable that was like, or sheriff. That was, like, uh, this harpoon that you guys are trying to, like, use to find her dead or alive. Can we not do that to Nessie, please? Like, don't don't kill her. There's no reason. She's just hanging. People are scared of things that are different. Okay, but then you're dumb. Yes. Correct. And that is the end. <laughs> no, I have one little thing Oh, never mind. To share with you. We have we have a better thing than I'm the doom to, of the I'm world. I'm going to share with you a little blurb hmm? from my study abroad blog. Cuz I went to Loch Ness. Yes, yeah, she did, you guys. Um in what? 2014. Yeah. So here we go. It is linked in the show notes, so. I love it. Go look. Day 10, Loch Ness. Day 10. <laughs> We wrapped up our busy day by taking a cruise on the famous Loch Ness. Our guide was a charming Scottish man who seemed to have a lot of scientific, scare quotes, evidence to present. I mean, in as a skeptic, but came out of the experience cautiously optimistic. I love that. I'm sure my more logic-minded friends will mock me for being gullible, but I figure, why not? What's the worst that could come of believing a little? I love that. Were you on Loch Ness 4 or whatever it was? I don't know. I don't have a picture of the boat. It was funny, though. They had, like, a decal. It was... The boat was such that you were, like, down. It's, like, sitting in the bottom of the boat. So, like, the windows were kind of, like... The water level was higher than, like, midway up your window. So they had, like, a little decal of Nessie that you could line your phone up and, like, take a photo of her, like, coming out of the water. That's cute. To be, like... 
Proof found that it. you saw her when found you came it. here. I love it. That's cute. Yeah. It was. Yeah. So that's that. Love it. Lass. Loss. Loss. Well, thank you so much. Uh, you're that welcome. was amazing. Maybe I hope that was satisfactory. Fulfilling. I'm so sorry for my accent, but I already said that. So I mean, I no one's going to fault us, especially after they've heard our Essex accents. They know that we're not good at this. They know we're not good at this. <laughs> but we're having fun. We're having we a great time. You had fun. If you had fun, or if you didn't, please leave us write a, review. a review or leave us alone. And a rating. Yeah. And follow us all the places. You know it. You know what to do. And if you want to send either of us a Loch Ness <gasps> soup ladle, that would be ideal. Soup Love cream. it. Soup ream. Oh, amazing. <laughs> this podcast doesn't exist, but Nessie sure does. And it was I, the auto, the all along. You never knew it was me. <laughs> Okay, gotta go by. What? Wow.